subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena, 16-time WWE champ, saying support Russell Talk because they talk about wrestling, and I like it. So do us all a favor and subscribe, please. And thank you. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis, and I'm joined... By Luke in. Hello, Redacted Nation. Hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? I'm good. I recorded a Wrestle Talk news video today where I used Swaff Nation. <gasps> Did mm, you? Yeah, I get, it sort of just came out of me. Oh, mate. Uh, and That's I what thought, she said. you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm going to leave it in there. Yeah. I'm going to reclaim Swaffed. Wow. You're yeah. taking it back. In, in small, small increments, like the Great War Trench Warfare, just, mm-hmm. you know. Six months and you you gain a foot yeah. of, of, of ground. Yeah, absolutely. Well, then there's certainly one way around it. Um, we haven't really got any anecdotes for for today's show because we got quite a lot to to dive into. Some mm. news why Seth Rollins and kind of like fantasy booking his WrestleMania plans. Then we do a bit of fantasy booking about Ronda Rousey, and then we do a bit of fantasy booking about Shinsuke once he's won the championship. It's loads, loads of fantasy. It's your greatest fantasy. It's. <laughs> Sweet, sweet fantasy booking. <laughs> that was beautiful. Yes, Serenading. Thank you. thank you. In falsetto. Mm. So do you want to explain there's a big chunk missing from today's podcast that podcast listeners will have to go to the YouTube channel to watch? Yeah. So um, as you probably are well aware, we drew in the month of January uh, about our um, between our predictions and our fantasy booking warfare. So uh, we play a game in the video version of this. Problem is it doesn't really translate to an audio medium. Mm. So we decided to just excise it from the podcast version. So you'll have to go over to YouTube and watch it there. Um, but it's very funny. It's it's really good fun. Yeah, and you get to find out. Well, I guess 
you find out who wins based on reactions coming back from that segment. Well, I'll probably, I'm going to cut around that as well. Oh, wow. You are editing maestro for this episode. <laughs> Thank you kindly. Well, let's do some uh, podcast reviews before we start the show proper. From Wanda Ollie, in a nutshell, this is one... If not, the, oh geez, that is uh, confusing. In a nutshell, this is one, if not the best, wrestling's podcasts out there. Ollie making subtle yet funny jokes. Luke putting the show back on track. Overall, I recommend watching the video version on their YouTube channel. Thank well, you, thank Wonder you, Ollie. I, I I would disagree with that. I don't think I put the show back on track whatsoever. Yeah, I feel like I Roman Reigns you in. <laughs> if anything, I think I derail this show more than anyone. Mm. And from B. Rod Le Boss. B. Rod Le Boss. Yeah, B. Rod. I thought thought it was a Bobby Roode B. B. Rod. Yeah. Is that like a a shortened, cool version like K. Stew? Like (laughs) Kristen Stewart? Man, that was a callback to, Mm. but I I would say 2010 maybe? Yeah, 2010 thing? To 2012 maybe. That was back when I was working for a celebrity gossip magazine. Oh, of course you were, yeah. So I was on board with all the whole K. Stew and R. Pats dramas. (laughs) Oh, dearie me. (laughs) I wanted to kill myself. (laughs) I'll tell you, I once interviewed uh, Robert Patterson. How was he? Miserable. Really? Absolutely miserable. He's a serious actor. Well, this was one of his first serious actor roles mm. that he did when he did some serious acting after uh, Twilight. And he just kind of like, all he did was piss and moan about how he was famous and about how he couldn't really go anywhere. It's a tough man. What, oh, what a terrible life you lead. Yeah, I can barely go to the local gym <laughs> before I am recognised by at least two people yeah. ever. I mean, I, I, obviously I didn't say this to him, but I was internally thinking like, Mate, you signed up to star in Twilight movies. Like, what did you think mm. was going to happen? This wasn't going to fly under the radar. He was opening up to you, man, and you just like you judged him. I don't the poor no, guy. No, he was he not. He was getting a... cheated on by K. Stew, his beloved. Oh well, that was disastrous, wasn't yeah. it? That was a, a terrible heartbreak for for old R. Pats. God, look at us talking about no, look at you. five-year-old stories as if they're current yeah. news. Maybe we sh- Maybe that's a podcast idea. Oh, there already Celebrity is Celebrity pod- gossip from five years ago. That already is kind it? of is a podcast. It's a really good podcast that I recommend called 302010, where yes, they look uh, at uh, the uh, news, movies, TV shows, and video games, and music from thirty the week of 30, 20, and 10 years ago. It's very good. I feel like every you know how South Park did the episode The Simpsons have done everything. Simpsons did it. There are no formats left mm. for podcasts. Uh, well, yeah, they've all, pretty much they've done. All been done. Although I did look into it, no one has done a um, a podcast about that seventy show. So you know, there's always that. Well, you know, now you've given that idea out there, the SWAF Nation are going to give it back to you. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, and a crowdsourced seventies show. Absolutely. I mean, I've got something to mention on that, but I'll tell you off mic because otherwise I might incite further investigation. Ooh. Uh, so they write, uh, B. Rod LaBoss writes, Wonder Ollie versus Super Luke. And, or is it Captain, Captain Luke? Ah, oh, mate. Anytime they are called the best wrestling podcast ever, they humbly disagree. We haven't recently. <laughs> I thought we should start because, doing that again. Because we already we know that we're the best now. Tough being famous. Me, you, our Pats. Oh, just, mate, yeah. yeah. I had no idea what was going to happen when I joined this company. But it is true. No, they not. stay up to date with everything going on in the wrestling world. Tell their fans and keep it entertaining at the same time. As soon as I get a notification that they post, I click instantly. Great, guys. Deserve five stars. Oh, thank you very much, Thank you, b Lovely stuff. Let's get on with the show. So Rollins hasn't had the best luck in recent forever because every WrestleMania he he leads up to he gets injured beforehand so he missed uh he missed WrestleMania 31 Not every WrestleMania 
not everyone. Uh, last year's WrestleMania, it was it was hanging in the balance because Samoa Joe injured his knee and he was meant to have that big blow-off feud with Triple H at Mania and it went right up until the week of the show to get cleared. And now this year, Seth Rollins, thankfully, is fine himself, although uh, Dave Meltzer did report that he had a back injury, but then Seth Rollins said that was fake news and Meltzer has since backed away from saying that. And backed away. I see what you did backed there. away. That was just bad repetition, not any kind of pun. Uh, but everyone else around him, seemed, most of the people around him, seemed to be getting into feuds. So the orig- uh, injured, the original plan was for Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins after their SummerSlam win to team together and be the Shield tag team. And then Dean Ambrose finally turns heel on Seth Rollins. They have a match at WrestleMania. But then in December, Dean Ambrose got a tricep injury. Well, actually, two months prior, he got the tricep injury. But because he's a freaking Iron Man, he worked through it. And then they were like, no, you need to get this sorted. So he's out for nine months. They change tact and go with Jason Jordan. They make a Franken team. They win the belts together. It's all going well. You've got a nice dynamic with Kurt Angle in there as well. It looks like they're building towards a Jason Jordan, Seth Rollins implosion. Uh, in the Elimination Chamber, apparently those two were pegged to have the final two spots. So The Miz and Finn Balor were going to feud together and Rollins and Jordan were going to have hmm. the Elimination Chamber spots. But, you know, Jordan had to is now injured himself. He's got a neck injury. He's just had minor neck surgery. So Jordan's out for at least the next, at least the road to WrestleMania, I suppose. So what do you do with Seth Rollins? Well, that's the quandary, and that's the title of this video, yes. is what we should do, or what WWE should do <clears throat> next with with Rollins. And it's a tough one, really, because... You don't want anyone else to get injured well, <laughs> just by putting them in the feud. Well, actually, what I was going to say was, all of your top guys, to steal a revival-ism, uh, all of your top guys are already kind of programmed into WrestleMania mm. feuds, so it's kind of hard to then sandwich Seth into something, because you can't just leave him off the card. Um, not one of your, your top guys like a Rollins. So you kind of need to now fudge a storyline where he can get involved into a WrestleMania-level feud. Be it on the pre-show, be it on the main card, it, like you need to get Rollins in there. But kind of plans are already in place. So what do you want to fudge him into a storyline? Do you want to take someone out of a storyline and change those plans to put Rollins into a new storyline with them? What do you do? What are your thoughts? Well, I was going to make a joke. The answer is obvious. The Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Oh, of course. But there was actually a report, because the Andre the Giant movie, the, the big documentary by HBO, I think it is, mm-hmm. uh, is coming out this year. Apparently WWE are actually going to treat the Andre the Giant what? Memorial Battle Royal like a thing. Do you, oh, do you want to hear my prediction as well for uh, WrestleMania? Lay it on me. They're going to hold the first ever all-female Andre the Giant Memorial right. Battle Royal, but it's going to be the China Memorial Battle Royal. Because she's the ninth wonder of the world. That, I mean, that is that's poetically justified, definitely. But man, you can't have a kid seeing the word China <laughs> well, and yeah. then googling China because they might find stuff yeah. about dictators. Yes, yeah, Mao and other kinds of dictators. I, of course, this is not our thoughts. This is apparent. Triple H's reasoning why China isn't yeah. in the Hall of Fame. But things change. He's dead mm. now. Uh, the so yeah, uh, so maybe Rollins they could book him in a few to win to potentially win that uh, i don't think so i'm worried that cesaro and sheamus will just feud with seth rollins forever 
Man, I mean, it could, uh, they could do. You could, could do. do. We could we could do this all the way up till SummerSlam next year or this year. Mm. But I, 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 yeah, a whole year, the anniversary of this feud that's just been driven into the ground, where people have just like crashed and burned throughout. But Seth Rollins stands tall with his mm. fiery pants. Man, how could you make me sour and bored of S- Claudio Castagnoli versus Tyler Black, uh, and? So I've written down a few options. I think the most natural thing to do, uh, based on the Jason Jordan storyline, is for Seth Rollins to work with Kurt Angle. Hmm, that's quite a good one. I mm. like that. Yeah, I hadn't considered... Because what's Kurt going to do at Mania at the moment? Well, I mean, by the looks of things, Kurt isn't programmed to do anything at Mania. Because I always thought it was going to be either Kurt and Triple H, or it was going... Because they kind of mm. were working on that around Survivor Series last year. Then I thought it was going to be Kurt and Jason Jordan, because... Uh, with the my plan would be the reveal that Jason Jordan isn't actually yeah. his son it was all the big ruse all along but I suppose that if Angle hasn't got anything to do programming him with Rollins is probably a good thing you had that Angle on Raw where Rollins called uh, Jason a son of a bitch mm-hmm. so maybe you can play off that and build that into a storyline um, moving forward or maybe Kurt starts to blame Rollins unjustified for for his Jordan's injury mm-hmm. and you but that, I mean that does start to make Angle a more heelish figure but what's brilliant which about, would be great I mean that would be good though well maybe but what's great about that as well is that you can still have Jordan involved in this you can have him mm. in backstage segments with the neck brace and stuff I mean you'd have to take Kurt is Kurt Sachs still wearing his or is he out of that now What's that? Remember Curtis Axel was wearing the uh, the neck brace gimmick. Does he still do that? He wasn't on this week's episode. It was only Bo Dallas. Hmm. I can't remember. Hmm. But anyway, if he is still doing it, you take it off Curtis Axel. And then you can have him in in these backstage segments still and at ringside for WrestleMania. His dad versus what he thinks is his best friend. Mm. It's not really his best friend, but he thinks it's a best friend. Or maybe because I'm not, I don't want to turn anyone heel leading into WrestleMania. uh, Well, like at least Seth Rollins or Kurt Angle. Um, so maybe Kurt could still work babyface, but he's obviously being manipulated by Jordan. Yeah. So yeah, if you keep Jordan in the mix there, that could be a way. Could I? Uh, um, Tell slight, me your idea. Well, yeah. actually, I'm just gonna just uh, bouncing off of your idea mm. is you don't have to turn either one of them babyface. You can just have Seth Rollins come out and say like, "Look, I've got nothing for WrestleMania. You are doing nothing for me for WrestleMania." So uh, the only person I want to fight is you, Kurt Angle. You know, have an in-ring segment with him. Kurt Angle yeah. says like. I'm the GM. I'm not going to get into a WrestleMania match with you, Seth Rollins. But then have Rollins going on a tear, like ruining matches, putting people into holes, mm. putting people in ankle locks, doing angles moves, saying like, if you're going to, if you're not going to have a WrestleMania match, I'm just going to keep ruining Raw until you finally accept a match with me. Neither man turns heel. You keep it as a babyface thing. But Angle's almost a reluctant. And then you got Jason Jordan goading him into the match. Mm. Maybe you could you could work something around that way. My idea um, is slotting him into the Balor Miz feud and turning that into a okay. triple threat. Yes, that's because, that was another one I had, yeah. Yeah, because you got that it, it keeps Balor, uh, Rollins rather in a high profile match mm. and also you can still have Jason Jordan involved in that because Jordan can be like, "Hey, he's got the Miz Taraj, he's got the Balor club. You need some backup." That backup is Champions Club. Mm. And you know, and then you have him involved. You can still have him involved at ringside cheering on Seth Rollins like the um uh, like a cheerleader, but the, a cheerleader that Rollins doesn't want or yes. need. Yeah. And you can have some nice, um, some back and forth with them. So that that's kind of what I would do as well. I think that would also guarantee then that that Balor Miz would be on the main ro- uh, main card rather than mm. the pre-show, where it feels like at the moment it's destined to be. I've well, got... actually, no, the Miz is in the match, and they love the Miz, so maybe it won't be. I've got one more name mm. that uh, we all kind of have forgotten about because he's injured. Samoa Joe. 
Yeah, but we which, already yes, we had that last year, and, and it wasn't all that great. But like you know, I'm just trying to think of WWE's mindset. I would definitely prefer. I think of all of these things we've suggested, that triple threat's the best way to go for the Intercontinental Title. Um, don't really like the idea of Rollins versus Kurt Angle. The more we talk about it, but it's some, your idea. If, if you think W, yeah, but you ruined it. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of WWE's if they get lazy, which they sometimes do. Mm. Like, oh, Samoa Joe, his plans have been scuppered by injury. Oh, now Seth Rollins, put those two together. Even though historically they've had very little in-ring chemistry, mm. uh, that was that wasn't a good feud last year. No, so is Kane. The Wrestle Ramble will be right back after these short messages. <laughs> this episode of Wrestle Ramble is brought to you in part by Patreon. For just $5 a month, you'll get access to the exclusive Wrestle Ramble Extra, where Ollie and I review classic pay per views from the past. This month, Patreon backers will get our review of Wrestle Kingdom 10, which featured an all time classic between Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles. And if you help us reach our next Patreon goal, we'll be able to live stream episodes of Wrestle Ramble on YouTube, as well as new perks like NXT and Ring of Honor reviews. So head over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk for more information and support WrestleTalk. <laughs> Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, 
Uh, so we've got some some Patreon questions. First up from Hard as Nails, Nick Schiff. To piggyback off your ramble in regards to Rousey on Saturday, you guys talked about the big picture with how she will change the company and the women's division moving forward. I would love to hear your opinions on the specifics. A little speculation, if you will. How do you think Rousey will be as an actual wrestler? Do you think she will be able to transition into the role well? Is she better suited as a heel or babyface? What could her gimmick be? What about her finisher? Will they keep her Joan Jet entrance? speculate and fantasy book away great question um i mean i'm i'm quite big on ronda rousey at the moment the saturday video um for patreon viewers you can see it tomorrow is about ronda rousey in wwe mm. if you're watching this on the saturday it's the next video coming out from wrestle talk is about ronda rousey in wwe so quite a hot topic for us to, to talk about at the moment in terms of the specifics of how we think Rousey will do. I mean, she's been training for the last six months or so. Uh, yeah, on with, and off. On and off with with you know Natalia and and people Brian like Kendrick. and Brian Kendrick as well. So, you know, she should be comfortable enough. You, mm. uh, they could put her on some house show stuff. Train like what they do with a lot of the women wrestlers in WWE, which is just have them rehearse the match over and over and over again until you can take it out on mm. in, onto a, into a live arena. So maybe that will be a way around that. And I think that she should transition into this role well, depending on which character they go with. Because if it's if she is going into the, a feud with Stephanie and Triple H, as Dave Meltzer has reported, she d- would naturally be a babyface because she's going against Steph. Mm. But if she's going against Charlotte, I think she'd be better suited as the heel rather than going as the babyface. Also, I think that it would be foolish for WWE to just assume that people will cheer Rousey because she's a celebrity. I mean, look what happened when they had Floyd Mayweather. They just they, they instantly just thought it was like he's going to be a babyface because mm. people love Floyd Mayweather. People love money. People love people love celebrities who make loads of money. Just and look they're at very the obnoxious about. Them. Oh, look yeah, at the Kardashians. Yeah. People love them. Mm. So they kind of incorrectly thought that, that was going to happen. In the end, during the WrestleMania match, that's do a bit of a double turn uh, with Big Show. Um, and and uh, Floyd Mayweather cheating to win, so I think that they should be smart about this if they're putting her against Rousey, uh, putting against um, Charlotte rather, to kind of put her in that heel role, almost like I mean I hate to use the term because it just seems lazy, but a female Brock Lesnar. Mm. I, it's, it's I can't currently separate Rousey in my head from her debut. And in her debut, she just walked down with this huge grin on her face, like a baby face, like someone who was excited to be there, excited to fight. And, you know, she just looked pure in a way, uh, like like a blue-eyed baby face would, sort of n- not the underdog status just because of the amount of context behind her. So I don't know if, if she were to then suddenly come out at the, in the build to WrestleMania, say presented as a badass heel Brock Lesnar type which you know would be the natural fit Chuck Paul Heyman with her mm. she uh I can't I th- I can see them doing that and I probably think they should do it but in my head it just doesn't gel with how she was debuted I I'm worried so this is this is more speculation on what WWE will do rather than what I want them to do I get the feeling WWE are going to continue to present her as this smiling, pointing megastar because she is she's the the head honcho. She's the representative of this really renewed, hugely financially invested women's movement in WWE now. And you don't you, it's easier, I suppose, from a PR standpoint to have her as this happy 
babyface person in the mm. ring and to then transition into interviews and talk about how great WWE is, talk about how great Stephanie McMahon is. If you have Ronda Rousey coming in and cheating and acting like a heel, which I think she'd enjoy more of, and we all would too, that there's that doesn't translate as well to then going into interviews and being normal. Uh, plus, I think I if she goes with Charlotte, I feel like they're going to do a babyface babyface. So a kind of rock Cena thing. Mm-hmm. She's really popular. She's a big celebrity. And Charlotte's amazing. Clash. So what you're saying is that rather than they're going to push her like a female Brock Lesnar, they're going to push her like a female Roman Reigns. Where it's just, yeah, she's a baby. I don't care if you're booing her. She's mm. a baby face and she is doing baby face things. I don't know if people will boo her, though. I, I think well, people will be like light cheers, but largely with a smattering of indifference. Oh, I don't think there'll be any indifference towards her. I think because she is such a, a genuine like you know um what's the word i'm after not multimedia megastar but she you is, saw what she, coachman said what did coach her say? appeal was over ages ago when she <laughs> lost the holly home that's right yeah great he, cool coach great cool coach um no it mainstream appeal that's what i'm after she she is a mainstream star so she will get a reaction whether it's positive or negative like remains to be seen she's got a great mm. reaction at philadelphia but it's a debut and it's a surprise she, so you're almost you're almost yeah. bound to get a great reaction uh, reaction from that. it was a confused reaction though it was like oh it's ronda rousey ah no her immediate reaction was good though unfortunately but that what, like you but, said that but, was a surprise i yeah I but what, a problem is what they did afterwards was nothing really mm. to cheer about because she just sort of pointed i think people were ex- waiting for her to do something and she didn't. She just pointed at signs. If she'd done something, if she got physical with Charlotte, if she got physical with Alexa Bliss, if she got physical with Stephanie McMahon, that would have generated a, a reaction. But people were just waiting for her to do something, and she didn't do anything. Mm. She just pointed. If uh, imagine how much better this would be if what she you know looked at all the women in the ring and Asuka slapped her. Maybe they shouldn't have done that. I don't know. But Ronda gets out the ring, goes over to Stephanie McMahon. Stephanie McMahon goes to shake her hand, and then Ronda slaps Stephanie. That's how you get a baby face over. If you want to make her a baby face, have her attack. Uh, oh, but Stephanie wasn't really a heel that night, though, was she? I think she'll always be a heel in people's yeah, eyes, Yeah, but like in that, if you're just going by that night, she was... Just a normal person. No, no, a normal person has inflection when they speak. Yeah, that's a good. Point. She was she was a nothing uh, on that night. Unfortunately, she Re- was a void. Regarding uh, the finisher, I think it should be the point. <laughs> so the the opponents dazed uh, WWE. What is it? WrestleMania No Mercy style. So mm. they're just like sort of uh, there flopping around, and then you point at their face, but it hits them mm-hmm. like a really strong knockout blow. So the finger poke of doom. Yeah, but I I think it would hit with the knuckles. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe get a finger poke in the eye. In a more serious answer, she'll have a submission move. Uh, I could um, see it more as like a um, uh, a triangle submission, maybe. Yeah. Um, because uh, Asuka's got the armbar, um, and um, Shayna Baszler's using the ch- uh, the choke at the moment. So I can imagine they'll give her some sort of uh, maybe like a triangle hold, maybe even a leg lock, maybe something a bit yeah. different. And that can then, if you give her a leg lock, I can go against the figure eight. Uh, from Charlotte as well, and do it, do it as like a submission thing. What was Roddy Piper's finisher? Uh, the sleeper hold. Oh. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's a bit too similar to, to Baszler mm. then if you do it that way. So, um, yeah, I suppose you could 
You could do it that way, I guess. But it will certainly they'll definitely play up on her MMA background and give her a, a submission thing. They'll call her like a submission. They'll come up with some gimmick for her. Like I think um, they call Shayna Baszler the submission magician. I think that's a that thing. Flows horribly. <laughs> what submission like, magician? Rural Jora. Have you ever seen that uh, Thirty Rock sketch? No, I didn't oh. watch Thirty Rock. Oh, it's very good. And they, they, they there's a, a sketch where it's a movie called Rural Jora. And they just, it, the joke is it's the worst name for anything because it's so hard to say. And yeah, that's, that's funny. Very specific reference. And yeah, I think they will keep a Joan Jett entrance. Oh, I think they've already paid for that. Yeah, to be from honest. what I've read, they, yeah, they, they had to get the rights yeah. at the Royal Rumble. So I, I imagine they'll have it for the foreseeable future. And it was probably part of her terms when she came in. Yeah. And if you want to give her a different gimmick, if you don't want to do an MMA thing, make it like follow up on the the pointing gimmick and just do her as like a phoenix right parody mm-hmm. where yeah. you just like object objection. To it. objection just do that or just uh fungosaurus another patreon question here from john mcbride of frankenstein uh he wants to know after aj Styles, if if uh shinsuke nakamura does beat aj styles who does he face after wrestlemania 34 because uh, he points out that Daniel Bro- Daniel Bryan, after he won at WrestleMania 30, he went into a feud with Kane. Mm. That fell very flat. So Nak- Nakamura needs a good program after WrestleMania. And uh, he honestly doesn't know who should face him. Autumn would be good, uh, he says here, but he feels that might be same old, same old. Maybe give a new guy a chance. What? Why not Mojo or a young heel a shot? Bobby Roode, if he's healed by then, I really feel like it'll end up being Ziggler or Baron Corbin. Mm. They need to build Shinsuke right, but I really don't think they will. It's disappointing, but they've done it so much, it's really sad. I really hope they build him right. Love you guys, keep up the good work. It's, Thanks, it's almost like he's... He has a little crisis there at the end of the the email. I, I just, I, you know, maybe maybe they do it. Maybe they do it good this time. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're good. We're good. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'd assume that they'll try and keep the program going with Styles. Um, yeah. Maybe until SummerSlam and do your SummerSlam oh rematch there. You don't have to do like them I facing know, each other yeah. every pay per view, but do like at SummerSlam you do. It's the WrestleMania rematch. AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. So you don't do. I mean, they've probably got mm. twelve pay per views in between WrestleMania and SummerSlam, but you don't do one on on any of those. Um, I mean, for my money, I think I've I've said this quite a few times now, but my hope against hope, I it's just like my all hope is going into after WrestleMania when they do the, if they do a superstar shakeup or some form of draft that Balor goes to SmackDown with the Balor Club. And then you can insert Balor into that and have a basically a three-way feud to kind of take you through most of uh, most of the year. Mm. And that would be the best thing to do because I've got the worry that it's going to be Orton. And that really does feel like the same odd, same odd. Although Orton is like one of the most over guys on SmackDown, which is a much better option than Kane. Do we re- Are we salivating at the idea of a Nakamura-Orton feud? Yeah. Yeah, really? I mean, they've had some really good uh, matches on TV. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember. It was like a... Was it... Orton did something and Nakamura reversed it into an arm bar. Was it an RKO into an arm bar, Might maybe? be something like that, yeah. Uh, and there's yeah, a Kinshasa oh, yeah, into, they, yeah. into the RKO. They could be good, but you're right. I, I would want that as sort of a one-off pay-per-view throwaway bit to, in, in the midst of a larger arc with a feud with someone else. I... I'm worried it's going to be AJ Styles for the next four months after Mania. Yeah, you know do. because Backlash or Payback, the, the pay per view after WrestleMania, they just repeat the same matches, and then there'll be a, a something else. And I, 
I, I hope that I hope they keep it special. Styles and Nakamura, that's a money program that you can, like you say, deploy it at your big four pay-per-views and it feels like a bigger deal. And you don't get that if it's every month or every three weeks in the case of brand split pay-per-views. Mm. It's, uh, it's interesting because after WrestleMania, you, you've got the draft to play with. I've put down as a current SmackDown roster star, Sami Zayn. He's currently a heel. Him and Nakamura have history. They can put on bloody good matches. And Naka, it's a it's a good first win, you know, like because I don't want Nakamura to lose the belt the month after. So if Sami Zayn's in there, they can have really good matches that doesn't hurt either guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think anyone wants to see Zayn win the belt from Nakamura at that early stage. But just fighting for the title will elevate Zayn, and winning will make Nakamura feel more legit. So that as long as Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon aren't involved. Oh yeah, in yeah, of course. You've yeah. got to insert the authority figures. <laughs> yeah, of course. Sorry, I do apologise. Because I, I feel that after SmackDown, Sammy and Kevin are going back to Raw. Mm. I think that all of this is going to be building up to um, WrestleMania. My prediction at the moment is it's uh, Shane and Randy versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. If not Randy, then it's Daniel Bryan. If they can get Daniel Bryan healthy and they can get him cleared, then they'll do. McMahon and Brian versus and with mm. the stipulation of if you lose you're gone from Smackdown and then they go back to Raw um, you know that, that that would be one way around it I suppose um, yeah, I mean Balor would be my number one pick but if you, if I had to pick someone from Smackdown at the moment then that ha- that if you're ignoring my, my possible fantasy booking, then yeah, Sami Zayn would be quite a good option. But I actually, I mean, you know, John makes a good point of kind of like trying to use this to elevate some new people so mm. you don't just always have the same people in the title picture. Someone like a Mojo, you know, give him a give him a shot. Not on a, not on a, at a SummerSlam or a Survivor Series, but one of those B-show pay-per-views. If you really, I, I wouldn't do it first off. Mm. I would do it much later down the line. <laughs> but if you actually give Mojo a little bit of momentum, that might actually uh, build into a good match that will help elevate Mojo as well as Nakamura. I disagree. I think Nakamura, you know, you know what they say about the revolution is you think, you know, all the hard part is making the revolution happen. Incorrect. The hard part is following through on promises and and making the revolution stick afterwards. I think that's going to be the case with Nakamura. You're going to have this build and like, this is great. He's won the Rumble. Yes, we're there. But the story does not end at WrestleMania 34. If anything, that's where the real work begins Mm -hmm. because there is a huge contingent of people who don't really see Nakamura as that engaging, as just an entrance. He can't cut promos in in the English language and they're they're put off by his Japanese, uh, like, yeah. Heritage. Heritage, yeah. So... I think you've you've got to he's got to be a champion right out the gate. You can't have him facing Mojo Rawley no, like with, like, within do, the, do that, like, do that much down the yeah, line. Yeah, way 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 down the line. Um but but or Bar- Baron Corbin, that would just be the kiss of death <sighs> as of same with Dolph Ziggler. He needs a legitimate competition to overcome to just keep on building him, building him to a, a good SummerSlam title defense. Actually, maybe the Randy was not a not the worst option. Yeah, yeah, uh, but I if if Bobby Roode turns heel on the SmackDown after Mania, you know, that's your big angle. And Bobby Roode almost becomes Nakamura's Joker, as mm-hmm. we were saying when Corey Graves talked about Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. That could be a the really Roodler. good battle of the entrances. Nice. Thank you. I was, I was going through yeah. every Batman rogue gallery I could then. Croc. <laughs> Bobby Croc. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that. But... Draft picks. I So we, we think Lesnar's losing the title to Reigns. That's yep. the story. 
and we think Nakamura's winning the title. Mm -hmm. What if Reigns goes to SmackDown and Nakamura goes to Raw? I think you'll find that was my wild uh, prediction for yeah, 2018. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, you know, a Nakamura-Brock Lesnar feud. That gets me going. Do you think uh, Lesnar's sticking around? Well, you know, this is just... A fantasy it, booking it, Yeah, scenario. fantasy booking. I don't think he's going back to MMA. He's too old now. Mm -hmm. uh, I think he's got a good money deal in WWE. But, yeah, I, he could go. But if uh, I would I would really like to see a Lesnar-Nakamura feud. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, like... Because I think Lesnar would care about that. Mm -hmm. He's obviously... He does like wrestling. That, contrary to how he gives the impression of and that AJ match I, I think they could replicate something really oh special. I think that'd be absolutely mm. phenomenal although we are forgetting one of the most important names on Smackdown Live that we've yet to mention Jinder Mahal oh my a, god of course a former WWE champion who can uh, go with the storyline I've already beaten you once for that championship when I yes. was champion remember yes. that let's start that program again by the way I've got more things to say about your accent Mm. I think um, Jinder's going to get drafted to Raw after WrestleMania. What? Challenge Roman for the Universal title? Could do. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, he'll be stuck in the like mid-card, but, you know, I, I think that Jinder has done everything he can on SmackDown Live. I'd say move him over to Raw. Any plans for the weekend? I... Nothing that is interesting. Oh, no, I'm going to... So it's the Wes Anderson uh, season oh, at Picture House Central, which oh. Luke is... Uh, Luke thinks he's beneath. No, I'm well above. Um, because Wes Anderson movies just oh, make... Oh, man. I, I could say really lewd things about how much I dislike Wes Anderson lewd. movies. Yeah. That is a tabloid word. Well, yeah. When they can't... When they're not allowed to use a more strong... A stronger word. <laughs> a lewd sex act. Oh, because... No I, one talks like that. I, I mean, I cannot tell you how much I dislike Wes Anderson movies. Mm. Utter... Poppycock, utter nonsense, drivel. Well, that's nice of you to say about one of the formative directors of my youth and someone <laughs> I very much admire and think has a very good auteur vision. Who else would be in that list? Well, it's you know this the, when I got into movies, which is what what I did my degree in. Uh, it all stems back to when I was thirteen. One weekend, I just you know liked films and I'd always watch a lot of films, but then I saw. On Saturday night, when my parents had gone out, I had the house to myself, I stumbled across the Royal, Royal Tenenbaums mm. on Sky Movies, and I was like, and up until then, I'd only watched action films, I think. This is the first, like, non-action movie. movie. And I was like, oh my God, this is the best movie I've ever seen. And then the next day on MGM Movies... Uh, Sunday afternoon was 2001 A Space Odyssey your favourite movie of all which time which was up, yeah, up until oh, no, I changed it yeah recently. you changed it didn't you it's now your second favourite film of all time yeah and, uh, and and that had ad breaks in so it was about four days long mm -hmm. and yeah so that was like and then I was like okay I want to do movie stuff for the rest of my life I'm still waiting for you and I to have a mandate to go and see 2001 at the Prince Charles because I don't think I want to just sit there and have you go pff, no no because mm, i don't want to sit there mm, and be like pff, 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 but like I, I i i don't think i have experienced 2001 in the right scenarios it's never done anything for me but i wonder if i, I see it on the big screen well i mean i'm willing to have my mind change i'm not close-minded like you are oliver davis that's yes the, that's you the, are that's, that's the problem we've got no here. i'm not close-minded <laughs> so, i'm close-minded close about wanting like the idea 
the risk is too great. I don't like showing people stuff that there's a risk where they will just sit and seethe and go, this is rubbish for two and a half hours. Do you hours. remember when I lent you Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on Blu-ray? And yes. then you came back and said nothing but bad things about it. Yes. That hurt my feelings. I know, yeah. Don't do it. Don't, <laughs> well, don't lend people stuff. Well, no, because here's the difference. TMNT is an amazing movie. The 1991, obviously, is an incredible mm. movie, but you're just an idiot who doesn't understand it. I, on the other hand, am quite an intelligent person, so mm. I might watch 2001 in the right context and be like, do you know what, Ollie? You were right, and I was so wrong all these years. But you just said all that stuff about Wes Anderson. But Wes Anderson is rubbish. I'm not going to go watch a Wes Anderson movie. This is a Stanley Kubrick movie. That's a big difference. I For, for most of my teenage years, I would sit both my parents down and say that you have to watch this I've just watched it and I just wanted to share these movies with people I was like this is the best movie ever and I'd sit down and I would just feel you know when you just like look you look over to see their reactions and they're so not interested and you know oh but this is my favorite bit it's gonna happen now or what this will be the bit that turns it all around there get into it no they're still po-faced and they don't care this is crushing I can feel my face getting hot and red I want to go upstairs but I cannot take the like just the backtracking on stopping this now and then my mum will get up halfway through and start doing something else my dad will read the newspaper and I'll just, just be the worst so I don't like showing people in person what I like <laughs> This is, why, crushing. this is why we don't go on mandates yes. because we just can't agree on anything to go and see. No, no, we can see new things because we do, we're both open. <laughs> we're both open to whether it's going to be good or bad. Yeah. You but, mean, uh, so, hang on. So, if, if I was to offer to take you to the Prince Charles, not take you, pay for your own ticket, mm. like you got a membership, but like we were to go to the cinema on something that I would suggest, yeah. would you not go? I would go, yeah. You would go, but I can't go to something that you suggest if it's a no, film no, no, you no, like. No, no, no. I wouldn't suggest it to you. Oh. That's. <laughs> That's, that's we're tripping up and here. That's why you're so close-minded. <laughs> no! <laughs> close-minded is I'm willing to have everyone else recommend stuff to me, but I don't want to recommend anything else <laughs> back. Okay, but we do have some serious topics to discuss here. Now, I'll be honest. I was a little bit upset when this tweet came in <clears throat> because this is lazy. We oh, are, they haven't, yeah. We asked for... You know, we wanted to have this as an ongoing thing. People just telling us different types of spoons. What this guy's done is just send us a Wikipedia link of every type of spoon. That's not what we asked for. We didn't ask for a link to spoons. I wanted you to l- tell me spoons, even if you do give me an amazing collection of spoon emojis. Yeah, that those sp- spoon emojis are strong. Uh, that was from at the Fresh Prince. A great Spelt Twitter username, and I do appreciate you listening and getting back to us. But man, you should have just I if I if it was me. I would have just taken a couple... I wouldn't have told anyone mm. that this page exists. I would have just taken a couple of them <laughs> and sent them across to us every couple of days to just look like a spoon master. That was that was Tim. Well, uh, at Kim Oraku, they uh, they said, there's also a sugar spoon. Now, what's a sugar spoon? Well, if I imagine it's a tiny... I use teaspoons to portion out my sugar. As do I. I mean, I well, don't I have don't sugar in anything sugar, because yeah, I don't have stevia sugar. stevia for you. Sorry? Stevia. No, I don't have any don't sugar. Use I don't have any sugar in my teeth. Uh, <laughs> and Hazer has, has asked us, how many spoon tweets did you get? A lot. Two. two. Well, yeah, yeah. I only got two. Oh, I got quite a few more. Oh, that's good. Because so, people like me. So let's have a look at some of these types of spoons on Wikipedia. God, there's a lot of spoons. Yeah. Oh, my God. Although plastic spoon, I think, is a bit of a cop-out. An absinthe spoon. A perforated or slotted spoon used to dissolve a sugar cube in a glass of absinthe. Let's do one of these an episode. <laughs> have you ever 
Have you ever had a glass of? Because I've I've done this. I know I didn't realize there was a special spoon. What have sugar and absinthe? Yes. Well, that's how you're meant to have it. Really? Mm-hmm. And absinthe is um, Jägermeister? Is that absinthe? No, no, no. Absinthe is its own spirit. It's, no, no, I know, but isn't uh, there absinthe in it? What is absinthe again? Absinthe is a is a its own spirit. Uh, right. Jäger, like Jägermeister. Or Jägermeister is the brand of a name of a of a type of spirit, but absinthe is like a vod, you know, vodka, right. absinthe, whiskey. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah, that. Yeah, it's not a brand name. I thought Jägermeister was a brand of absinthe. No, 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 no. They taste uh, different. Can we, can we Wikipedia this? Do you want to? Do you want to? I mean, a look? Just, oh, yeah, just click that link there. Absinthe. Uh, oh yeah, it's a greener, isn't it? Yeah, so that's Jäger. Yeah, no, he's not yeah, coming up. There, no. Yeah, so it is. Pretty uh, sure I've had. Oh, that's what it looks like. Oh wow, spoon. it looks like something that Aquaman carries around. That is decadent. Uh, it's it's almost like a teeny tiny shovel, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, like a triple H spoon. I I so I've had absinthe twice in my life. Once in Berlin, uh, in a poetry bar. <laughs> oh my god! And once, oh, like, wait, 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 wait! It, ba- it balances out. <laughs> and another time. In some student hall toilets. Oh, there we there go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and I have never been so instantaneously drunk. Mm. So I took one shot. It's about 70, 75% alcohol. And uh, I was just, it, I didn't have anything beforehand. I just one shot and I was drunk. It was, it was a, uh, yeah, naught to 60. It's so weird because I'm pretty sure I have had absinthe, which is why I thought it was Jägermeister. Mm. But I'm pretty sure I've had it in at some point, but I've no idea where. And I cannot even like tell you what party it might have been or what period of my life it might have been. I'm just How sure that I, I'm just sure that I've had some somewhere, but I have no recollection of what. This Christmas special. Oh, hello. <laughs> now we're talking. Are you, trying to, are you going to ditch the, the warm white wine? No, in favor we'll have that of, as well. In favour of absinthe. But yeah, you put, a, you put a sugar cube. That's a traditional way to drink it. Mm. So yeah, uh, well, tune in next week for Bullion Spoons, <laughs> which is the next one up. But let's do some iTunes reviews before we get oh, out of here. Me. From Soul Klepto, Real Talk. One of my faves, but I'm mainly here for the cheap pop. So, Fine with Afterface emoji. Well, you're getting that, Soul Klepto. Thank you, Soul Klepto. And from XXHardy96XX, best podcast available. No, it's not. Ollie and Luke are very entertaining with everything from fantasy booking warfare to pay-per-view predictions and, of course, the wonderful rambling. Keep it up, guys. Hashtag Swath Nation. Oh, he's taking it back. Thank you, Hardy96. Scoff, he was born in 1996, man. I was going to secondary school. That's... Uh, 22 no yeah. no let's not get oh that hurt okay well that's all we've got time for we will see you on monday love you bye head over to hulu this march where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long catch the award-winning movie poor things starring emma stone mark ruffalo and willem dafoe Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.